Hey everybody, what's going on? Jordy Cannell here. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the Fun VTailgate podcast presented by Thunderblogsports.com, a part of the Bullpen Cart podcast feed. It is myself and Matt DiStefano breaking down Super Wild Card Weekend. We start with some Eagles talk. We break down the other games and jump into the divisional round. The four games of football this weekend that should all be awesome. We go through the X's and O's. Key matchups, all that good stuff. It was a lot of fun to record. Cannot wait to hear what you all think. Let us know what picks you love, that you hate. We love to hear that kind of stuff. As always, though, follow us on social media, Thunderblog Sports on Instagram, ThunderBLG on Twitter, and, of course, follow the podcast. Search the bullpen cart wherever you get your podcasts. But enjoy this week's episode. Enjoy the football this weekend. And here we go. Welcome to this week's episode of the Fun V Tailgate Podcast, presented by Thunderblogsports.com, a part of the Bullpen Card Podcast feed. I, of course, am the G-Man, Jordy Cannell. Joining me, as always, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Matty D, Matt Stefano. How are you? Well, I can't be, I can't be as, I'm not as tan as you, okay? <laughs> but, but I'm doing fantastic regardless of the loss this weekend by our birds, we'll get into why I'm still feeling great. Um, but outside of football, doing a lot of good things and feel a lot of good things and uh, feeling productive. So I had a long MLK weekend with the Monday off and big organizational situation for, oh, yeah. for Matt and, uh, and oh, the household here. The Stefano household is locked in. Oh, um, that's but I don't think I'm as good as you, I, I, you know, and I wanted to make sure you got your moment. Let people know. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so we mentioned it last week. I went to Jamaica for our honeymoon, and it was awesome. We we talked about it. I thought I wasn't going to get to watch a lot of football. I didn't get to watch the Eagles game because there was a sports bar in our resort, but it was only open at night. So we, 1 o'clock game Sunday, we started to pay attention to the game while we were sitting on the beach, and it got away from the Eagles quick, so we did not go back inside. We did get to watch some of the Bills-Patriots game. We watched, we sprinted from our dinner to watch the end of the Cowboys 49ers game. Then we watched a decent amount of the Steelers and the Chiefs, even though that wasn't that exciting. But yeah, we, we still got more football than I thought. I watched a lot of cricket, Matt. Have you ever watched a cricket match? Okay. No, no, I can't say I have. It's, it's a, be particularly good at it either. So. It's, uh, I, mean, I, I put it once at uh, summer not camp. Not good at it, understand it under, understanding of it. Let me rephrase that. Yeah, it, obviously, we're going to talk football. So I'll keep this brief, but it is a wild sport. It, the U uh, nineteen World Cup was on when we were there, so I watched a lot of cricket when we were coming back from breakfast, getting ready for the beach, all that stuff. And I kind of got it. Spent a lot of time on Wikipedia trying to understand it. But um, <laughs> yeah, I played it like once as a kid at summer camp because we had like British counselors who taught us how to play. And yeah, it's a wild sport. But overall, awesome trip. All inclusives. Highly recommend. You, know, you certainly get your money's worth even though they're quite expensive. But a bar tab in Philadelphia, for the amount we drank, would have exceeded that amount. And the food was incredible. The seafood in really any Caribbean island, as I'm sure you can speak to going to the Dominican, was pretty awesome. And that certainly the food bills were the same way. Of You get that kind of food, that quality, and it's you know easily hitting triple digits in the city of Philadelphia, really anywhere on the East Coast. 
and you're getting that as just a part of a weekend package. So it was awesome. But we mentioned it. We started talking about the Eagles. We're going to start there. We'll keep the rest of the games pretty brief because there were two close games, and they weren't particularly good. One was a ref fest. The other is more notorious, I would say, the Cowboys 49ers game. But let's start with the Eagles. They obviously get blown out. You said you had some positives that you took away from it. So let's start there. Let's start in the positives. We can jump into the negatives and all that. Matt, why are you still feeling bullish on the Eagles right now? Uh, well, first of all, people have to remember, we just lost to the number two seed, the defending Super Bowl champions, and the greatest quarterback of all time. All right? Uh, and to be up front, our defense actually had its moments holding up against, yep. uh, uh, even without all of his weapons, you know, the, again, the best to do it, right? The best in the game. Um, and so from that perspective, I liked it. I, I, I obviously didn't love the offensive side for the birds, but I also saw it coming because I sure. know how good the bucks are at stopping the run. And that's what would have been, we've been doing really well. And they simply took that away. And right now this Eagles team isn't built to win through the air. Um, and so I, I hate the results. It's so it, it, it was, it was a blowout, um, but we weren't supposed to be here. Right uninvited, if you will. Sure. Uh, and we made a lot of good progress. And not only do we make a lot of good progress, we now have a ton of, we have three first round picks coming up. We have 70, 60 to $70 million in cap space. Obviously, some of that's going to get taken up by some guys who need to re-sign. Um, and, and we've got a lot of good players, good young players in good spots. The Definitely. offensive line is, offensive line has some older, but also some younger guys. The receiving core is young. You know, the backfield is young. The, the defense is a good mix of young and vets. They've got some big replacements and some big decisions to make on guys like Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Brandon Brooks, uh, Rodney McLeod, even Darius Slay, although I don't think there's a chance he doesn't come back. But we added a lot of talent this year, a lot of young talent. It's only going to get better. Um, in a division where, to be honest, you know, we'll talk about the other NFC East playoff team, but the division is, is maybe not as strong as we thought between the, the Giants the Washington football team and the Dallas Cowboys, the Cowboys are about to be stuck in a pretty deep cap situation, even though they're still a, a really talented team. So I, you know, to me, a lot of positives um, take away from the season, you know, again, from the game, some of the things that we're concerned about can, can, can Jalen hurts do enough to win a game with his arm, not seeing that uh, can our skill position players show up when needed outside of Dallas Goddard, right. Who had, I thought had a great game all things considered. You know, Devonta Smith needs to be less invisible, whether that's coaching or, or quarterback or, or him himself, but he's got to get more involved. Um, we did a lot of good things with the team that had some injury issues and, and, and some other things that were against it. Um, so I was pretty happy with the season, and I'm not surprised by the result. The Buccaneers looked, looked potent to challenge everybody and anybody and potentially make another run at the Super Bowl. They're that good. So. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. the The Bucks played a really great game. Tom Brady with the ultimate clapback. The Eagles. Did you see his Instagram? Yeah, yeah. Where if I you did. haven't seen it, Finally it's a, yeah. the Eagles Pretty fans good. say you can't catch, and it shows a errant pass from Jalen Hurts that <laughs> Brady catches a really good catch from Tom Brady on the sideline. Yeah. But yeah, you mentioned it. It was definitely a positive. I mean, I'd said it all year. I thought they were going to win maybe seven or eight games because of the fact that the Giants didn't look that good going into the season. The football team, I think everybody thought was going to be a lot better, which was obviously a huge talking point. It was all over Twitter during the game and after the game, and certainly on Monday of they played this fraud schedule and all that, which it was obvious. We talked about the strength of schedule, strength of victory, and all that. Last week when we were looking at all these, the Eagles had the worst strength of victory 
And, you know, you if you're really going into that expecting to see anything else, you know, it would have been a, a miracle, a perfect game called. But you mentioned it of Jalen Hurts' arm wasn't going to beat this Bucks team, and the play calling certainly went more towards confidence and that it, he might be able to. And he used Dallas Goddard. Obviously, there was the Devontae Smith where he was wide open in the end zone where he just didn't throw it to him. So, you know, I think that just comes with him being a second-year quarterback, first full season starting in the NFL, and hopefully starts to get a little more rhythm of seeing his different guys and and getting that going. And you mentioned a lot of youth, some questions with some veterans, which we can finish on the Eagles with the draft picks, and where do we feel about Howie? But I think going into it of coming into the game with the script of trying to call passing plays because – of how good that front seven is. We talked about it last week with the Bucks getting healthier. They obviously had a ton of guys that were already very good that were healthy and guys that are really incredible that came off the IR into that game. So to see the play calling be back to the first half of the season, Sirianni play calling is frustrating to see, but also if you were just going to try to hand the ball off and you know try to beat them that way, I think you would have had – some similar results. Maybe you may, might not have as many three and outs, but probably still drives that stalled out. So I don't know. It, it, you know. There's a lot to be negative about, but there are a lot of positives to take away from this. And like you mentioned it, they probably shouldn't have been there. If it's only a 16-game schedule, they aren't in there. Even with the, the shenanigans of having the 17th game, the Eagles clinching it before the 49ers did, the, the, the playoff spot that is, and all that stuff. You know, you just got to be happy that they were even there and that we got an extra week of Eagles football and an extra week of uh, no negativity around the fact that baseball's still locked out, the Flyers stink, the Sixers are all over the board, and now it's getting more negative with uh, the potential Sacramento Kings trade that may, may or may not have been offered that came out today and all that stuff. So we at least had something to keep Philadelphians united and positive for an extra week, Matt. Exactly. I agree with that. I think the only thing to mention is it's not like we were a veteran team, so like the Steelers last year, who you sure. run out to that 11-0 start and beat a bunch of bad teams, then fade. We were a young team that, yes, we didn't have the, the strongest strength schedule. We didn't beat a lot of super quality teams, but we won games, and that's a good building block, I think, moving forward. Um, yep, and uh, yeah, and again, I want to reiterate, we just lost the defending champions who are on another Super Bowl run who are loaded all across the board. And I believe we're um, now on odds-on favorites to win the Super Bowl, right? I mean, look, you can be impressed. There's a lot of other games to be impressed with, but but this is Tom Brady. This is this is what he wants, and it, it's hard to pick against him. But, but also that defense is clearly coming around. They were healthy. That's yes. a huge deal. A lot of guys back, the linebackers, the pass rush, the defensive backs, they're healthy, and they still got Tom. And remember, last year Brady went with a lot of weapons on this Bucks team, but most of his Super Bowls have come on on teams without elite wide receivers. Gronk and everybody else. Now Evans is elite, but anyway, I just say they look they look really good, and and he's got the gusto to go up to say a a a, a um, uh, Lambo and win in, in in the cold if if it even comes to that. So yeah, I I would I mean it's hard to pick against him. Let's put, let's put it that way. Yeah, I'm tr- I'm uh, googling it now, but I believe I saw last night the Bucks are the odds on favorite and i know the oh no the packers are the bucks are fourth so i was wrong but yeah the packers packers chiefs bills bucks which i feel like is a good top four tiers then it drops off a little bit the bucks are plus 550 and then the rams are 
750 Titans, the one seed in the AFC, are at sixth of the remaining eight teams at plus eight, at plus 850. The 49ers and Bengals, plus 1100, plus 1300. So we'll get into those games soon. Let's um let's wrap up the Eagles. Do you feel confident with the three first round picks? Do you think Howie tries to do something funny? They just announced that Jalen Hurts is going to be the quarterback in 2022. What are you expecting going into the offseason with the assets the Eagles have? Yeah, I won't, I won't, I won't, I, we'll definitely do a preview of the draft, everything like that. Um, no, I'm not super confident in Howie. I, I, I hope he picks three quality starters. I prefer him to stay in the, in the spot he's in. I think that's, I think that's smart in my mind. So I, I wouldn't move or I wouldn't move up. Um, unless maybe you think you, there's a guy up there that you really need, like a pass rusher or possibly even like a tackle. Um, but anyway, we'll get deeper to that. You know, I love the cap room, but we have some big decisions to make too. Um, yep. Some stalwarts, like I mentioned, might be gone. So I have confidence that we're in a good spot. I don't have confidence in Howie, but you know what? He can prove me if he's, if he's still the GM, which he will be. I, I Hopefully he proves me wrong because um, we certainly need him to this time. And it's a big draft for us. Certainly, yeah. So we mentioned it. The, the That was one of the blowouts. The Eagles somehow backdoor covered a lot of teasers. Chris Long was all about it. The Chiefs blew out the Steelers 41-21, which people were like, oh, the seventh team, it, you know, that didn't work out and all this stuff. But this, the 49ers were six seed and one, which you've seen plenty of times. The Giants won a Super Bowl as a six seed. The other six seed, the Patriots got blown out. The Rams end up really embarrassing the Cardinals. Do you have any takeaways from those games before we get into the other two that were a little more exciting? Yeah, I mean, the first thing I would say is, like, be on notice. The Chiefs put everybody on notice. They, they, they have a really good defense, and I shouldn't say that, an improving defense. Yes. It's ball hawkish and has some really good players uh, that, that, are, that are just going to cause some problems for some teams. But more importantly, Patrick Mahomes is still a monster. Five touchdown passes in 10 minutes. The next closest in NFL history is Tom Brady, who did it in 24 minutes. So it's like a stupid fast situation. Um, they're so quick strike. They're going to give everybody trouble no matter who they're playing. It's a great matchup seeing them play Buffalo. Yep. You know, for Buffalo, another fantastic, you know, uh, game. I mean, to go against a rival like game. that. Right. I guess the question is this. Obviously, the Patriots didn't have the offensive firepower to put a lot of pressure on on Buffalo in this case. You know, Mahomes is going to be different. It's a different animal. Yep. Um, and is it – I mean, I'm more – you get a little bit about an emotional letdown because they just beat their hated rival. They smoked them. You know, they got to get – they're not invincible. They've got to get up and play a really good Chiefs team. So – and you mentioned the – you mentioned the Rams, correct? Yes. Yeah. You know, not surprised. I thought the Cardinals were a little paper tigerish. I still like their – potentially like their future. Although they have a question mark in Kyler Murray. The Rams made him uncomfortable. Clearly, without DeAndre Hopkins, he couldn't throw the ball well enough. Um, you know, he's been anointed a, a great quarterback. I'm not sure he's there. I don't know if he throws well enough out of the out of the pocket. Um, for the Rams, Super Bowl or bust. They've got superstars. They're showing up. Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Jalen Ramsey are all fantastic. They're going to give so many teams problems. And if Matt Stafford is not turning the ball over and they can run it like they have, whew, good luck. Right? Yep. It's going to be a long, long. Uh, yeah, Acres had an incredible game. Long game. And yeah, Cam, Ak- Cam Akers being back, he's a huge weapon. It's what, he's an 160 weapon. days since he tore his ACL? Yep. yep. But yeah, and he looks as explosive as ever. Um, and, and I think I'll mention this too, like the best – look, this is a quarterback-driven league, and the best – you would argue the best quarterbacks won all their games, right? Brady won. 
I mean, maybe maybe you say Dak's better than Jimmy, so we'll get to that game in a second. Yeah. We want to talk about that in depth. But but Brady won, um, Stafford won, Mahomes won, uh, Burrow won, won, and Josh Allen won. Right? You're talking about top all top ten quarterbacks, if not top five quarterback kind of things. That's what you should expect, right? Like that's that's why they're good. So, um, best quarterbacks win you games, and teams that don't have as good a quarterbacks, whether I mean, it's all relative. Like I like Derek Carr, but but still, teams that don't have the same quarterback talent, you know, that's what you're. you're they don't win playoff games. It's just it's harder to do. So, uh, and I think we didn't touch on we didn't touch briefly yeah, Bengals, on the Bengals Raiders. Uh, Raiders game. It was actually a it was a really good game, but the Bengals have to make you nervous. Um, because they're so explosive offensively and they're playing with house money. Joe Burrow looks like the real deal. So if I'm, if I'm the Titans, you know, I'm definitely a little, it's the Titans. Yeah, the Titans. Um, I'm not, it, it's definitely not a lock and Vegas knows that um, even with, you know, Derek Henry possibly, hopefully being back, we find out Friday, um, but it should be, it should be a great game. Yeah. That, that one will be a lot of fun. Yeah. I guess scary, I, Bengals are a scary team. Bengals yeah. are a scary team in my mind because they're just yeah. so explosive. Definitely. And I, I said it was uh, – you're right. It was a better game than it was. I didn't get a chance to watch it because of uh, – same reason with the Eagles. The sports bar wasn't open. Yeah. But um, – came, came down to a fourth down play late. So. Yep. Yeah, the, re- the refereeing right. in that game, though, very questionable. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. going to agree with that. Yep. And, yeah, it's like the guy – the crew and the crew chief of it or the umpire, he is, like, notorious for calling terrible playoff games. So why he – continues to come back it's not like the mlb where they basically just bring in all the veterans for the like the guys with the most experience of the world well he won't be he won't be he won't be doing it again that's for sure i think didn't they already announce that that they won't be the nfl said they're not doing any more games yeah all right so the cowboys lose to the (laughs) san francisco 49ers and i mentioned it cowboys how about them cowboys i mentioned (laughs) it we sprinted down from our hibachi dinner we were with another couple who are minnesota viking fans i did not have the the heart to tell them although they were they were also weary of kirk cousins about how much i despise kirk cousins but we sprint down to watch the end of this game we see the first fourth down turnover from the cowboys when they're starting to drive they're down six points and you think this thing's over then the 49ers end up having the longest review to move the ball back three inches and the cowboys get the ball back they're driving then the play the quarterback draw (laughs) to get about 20, 25 yards, to get to about the 26-yard line. And the Cowboys forget to hand the ball to the umpire. Game over. Cowboy fans freaking out all over the place. The Cowboy fans in the sports bar at the Excellence Oyster Bay Resort in Jamaica were upset, and it made the Eagles losing. That pain instantly go away, and it made my honeymoon seeing those Cowboy fans so upset because they were so fucking cocky when I was at the game two weeks ago for the Eagles. And yeah, when they when they beat our third string right, right, right. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and you know the 49ers played a really great game. They called it really well. Their defense stepped up. A defense a couple years ago when they were in the Super Bowl against the Chiefs, we really were excited about. And you know a lot of questions now with preparedness from Mike McCarthy, him standing by the call. And there was a lot of breakdown on mainly on ESPN because that's what we got in Jamaica. But of that Rex Ryan was saying that with less than 16 seconds, if you're going to do that type of a play, because it is, it's just one of those things you know. If it's less than 16 seconds, you're you're not going to get the spike off if you're trying to run that far. That you got to do the 911 was what they were calling it, 
and try to throw it up there. And even so, they couldn't get the ball to the umpire. One of the most basic rules in football. They got to spot the ball, and they didn't, and they weren't even prepared. You even look at it, their offensive line was kind of still in shambles. Obviously, like, the umpire bumped into the center and bumps into Dak trying to get it. And still, you know, the, the tackles looked like they weren't even totally ready to, to be set there. It's, I don't know, you mentioned it, the Cowboys, with their cap situation in a couple years, are going to be handcuffed to a number of different things. Uh, I would say Dak is better than Jimmy G. Just on paper, he is, and didn't play his best game. No, no, definitely did not. No, he did not. And and you had a couple of those games with Dak where he didn't. They lost to the Cardinals a couple weeks ago, didn't play great there. Uh, Obviously, Michael Gallup wasn't playing, which adds just another weapon there. But they used Dalton Schultz really well. They used Amari Cooper really well. And, you know, the Zeke-Tony Pollard combo is solid. Their defense played a decent enough game, just low-scoring affair where your offense isn't going a team where you're investing that much money into all those different positions and you just couldn't get it done. You mentioned it with the NFC East. I mean, I say, I would still say the Cowboys probably are by far the odds on favorite to win the NFC East just right now, unless the Eagles or the Washington football team go out and make some sort of blockbuster deal. The Eagles for a number of the positions you just talked about and the football team with, you know, if they get some, if they f- somehow figure out like the Aaron Rodgers trade, Point being, the Cowboys sure. are still in a good spot, but to be a, I don't know, Super Bowl contending team with a defense that you have with the defensive rookie of the year, presumably, in Micah Parsons, a really good front seven, a very good secondary. I don't know. It, it's just something where you hear all this stuff about um, offensive coordinator Kellen Moore, about how great he is, about how great their defense is set up and all this stuff. And, and to watch them flounder, for me, as an Eagles fan, was great. But thinking about it objectively, you just have to wonder what were they doing in practice? Do they think this was a rollover? Let's get there. Let's go to Tampa Bay, presumably, because they're going to beat the Eagles and all this stuff. Like, I I just don't know where they were coming through all of this to to try to go there. Because breaking down the X's and O's, you, the listeners, probably heard of it or heard it all in the last three days recording this Wednesday night. And I just there's so many questions around the preparedness of the team because that last play was almost just the essence of it, just bottled up of just not being prepared. And I feel like there was something that they just weren't ready to take that step because were they not practicing it? Were they not, were they just thinking this is going to roll over because they've had all the quarterback issues they've had guys get hurt. They figured we can, we can neutralize Debo Samuel, which they didn't really do. We can neutralize George Kittle, which they kind of did. And I I just don't know, Matt. Yeah, well, I mean, a couple important pieces here. One is the 49ers are a really well-made football team. You know, Jimmy mm-hmm. G fits there. He works there because of how the roster is constructed. Mm-hmm. Uh, run heavy, motion heavy, with a lot of weapons and some gadget weapons, right? Like, Devo is a, a great receiver. He's he's a better playmaker. Um, you know, Brandon Ayuk. Um is, is is actually improving as he's really struggled at the beginning of the season, but he's actually improving as the season's gone on. Um, and, and they've got a really good offensive line with Trent Williams back in particular. Defensively, they're nasty. Even though Nick Bosa got hurt, you know, he played well for most of the game. Fred Warner, who got hurt as well. So they're really good defense. They're super well coached and they're yep. really well disciplined team. Um, outside of Trent Williams is really bad penalty, which is really more on Jimmy for making sure Trent was set. Yeah, yeah you're right. Um, but, you know, so – 
at least in my mind, the 49ers to me were probably the scariest wildcard team out there um, because their roster to me was the best, best of all the wildcard teams, the best built roster top mm-hmm. to bottom. Um, and, uh, you know, to be upfront, like the Cowboys just don't run the ball like they used to. They certainly got away from it for some reason. They put a lot on Dak. And I'll tell you what, as explosive as C.D. Lamb is, he disappeared in this game. And they really needed him because the weakness of that 49ers defense is the corners, what you saw exposed late in the game. That's why they were playing so far off. But they just simply couldn't get that going early. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they didn't have a great run-pass balance. Um, you know what? And it's tough. A couple of things that, you know, about that last play. I, I never put it in the ref's hands late in the game. Right? Never make it True. up to a referee to decide if you're going to win or lose. And secondly, you got you would have had one shot from the 25. Yep. Does it work out? I, I don't know. I, I don't know if it does. That's a lot, right, on the 25-yard line. So that part's tough too, um, you know, I think. So – and this is where it comes down to uh, – you, you, did, you did everything to not put yourself in a position and you needed a miracle play to happen. Yep. Um, and you, you made a play call that was going to put you at risk for something. I don't blame the ref, the umpire. He, he wasn't, no, he's not, he's not an NFL player. He can't run as fast as NFL no. players. Not his job to, well, he's not going to get there in it's time. It's his job to, Give to the ball watch to the backfield. His job is to make sure right, there's not right. holds in, in everything. So he, it's Correct. not his job to run along with Dak to make sure like he slides mm-hmm. hand of the ball spot. He no, has exactly. to make sure that there isn't some sort of errant hold to your point of some guy just, you know, making a dumb penalty and, you know, we've seen, we saw it all that game. We've seen it all all the time in football. And, yeah, no, a really great point of, of if you want to blame the refs, fine. You know, if you're a Raiders fan, you have a really strong case at that. But there, it's just – it's standard football procedure to do that. Right, right. And, again, I, I think, you know, what I also understand is you've been you, – I mean, I, I know the play went really far down the field, but you've, you've been getting – you've been getting really good yardage with the quarterback throwing it. Yeah. Why did you suddenly stop throwing it? Like those are some of the things that I just I questioned the, some of their decision making um, with that last play too. Like yes, it worked to, because you gained a lot of yards, but you ran out of time. But I mean, God, they were even guarding the sideline. It just didn't seem to matter. Dak could get whatever he wanted well, whenever he wanted. Play, so, two plays earlier was incredible. Right, it was a great play. So I, I was surprised they went away from that. Um, but you know what? That's why we love the Cowboys. They keep falling on their face, and I'm it's appreciative great. of it. It's you know, great. you mentioned it. They 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 do have really great young talent in in and Micah Parsons, um, CD Lamb is is really good. So they've got a number of really good players. The problem is, like I mentioned, they're expensive and they're also they have a, their offensive line is not what it was. Tyrone Smith is is very injury prone now. Um, that's an issue for them. And then um, they've never really replaced Travis Travis Frederick up front and at the center position. Um, defensively, I think they're good, but they're going to have a lot of decisions to make. Um, Trayvon Diggs, I know he had the interceptions, but he actually gave up over a thousand yards, um, to receivers. Uh, so that's not what they were looking for. Okay. Um, I know he had the picks, but a lot, a lot of reasons why some guys didn't vote him as an all pro is because other guys had far less, right? AJ sure. Terrell of the Falcons had only 200 yards, uh, given up, you know, all year. Sure. He didn't have all the picks, but I mean, at the end of the day, what's more important, right? It's exactly. about not giving up yards. So. Yeah, but they've got a lot of money wrapped up in a, in a, in a few high-priced players that they're going to have to figure out that's going to work for them and if they can keep building the roster. So that's where I'm more interested. And they're paying their quarterback. As we know, there's only a few teams that can get away with paying their quarterback. Um, 
So we'll see if uh, you know, we'll see if they can keep building around Dak, who's a forty million dollar a year quarterback. Yeah, and uh, your- back to the drawing board for that. They got some serious, you know, internal soul searching. Definitely. After that loss. To your point, it's pretty much three teams or three quarterbacks that are worth it because they make their guys so much better. Mahomes, Brady, Rodgers, and that's really about it. Yeah, a couple of guys that are closer. Um, you know, I think Josh Allen's getting closer. I think sure. Joe Burrow has a chance. But again, both of them both are of them still have- on their rookie deal. On their rookie right? deal with elite receivers uh, and guys. Allen's, uh, I guess Allen's, no, it's Allen's fifth year, right? Am I right? Uh, he was 2018. He signed an extension, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I think he's still on his rookie deal. Yeah, okay. he's the same year as Baker, so yeah. I think they optioned him for the fifth year with all that. I did want to clarify, George Kittle only had the one catch, but most tight ends will tell you they're blocking first. George Kittle very much did that. They had over 160 yards on the ground. That's why I said they kind of neutralized him. So before somebody jumps at me with that, sure. the one catch, three targets, whatever, they had 160 yards, more than or almost 170, so... He, you know, he did that job very well. But let's jump into the games this weekend. Yeah. I'm very excited. These should all be very good games. To your point of that Vegas knows there are three games that are less than plus 100 yards for the, or plus 100 odds for the underdogs. Then the 49ers are plus 210 against the Green Bay Packers. Let's just go in order, Matt. We'll start with the sure. AFC one seed. The the Bengals just getting another Saturday afternoon game feels I don't know it, it's just what they want to do. Last if Joe Burrow if Joe Burrow keeps doing what he's doing it's not going to last. Yeah, it's not going to last. Go but it's, it's what the NFL loves to do. But yeah, the, the the Bengals come in three and a half point road dogs. Mentioned it, they're plus one sixty as the on the money line. This is going to be a really good game. It's two very differently constructed teams. Tennessee's defense has been really good. Obviously, you mentioned it. Joe Burrow playing really good football. His receivers have been awesome. We got to see what Joe Mixon does, though. I feel like that's going to be a huge part of the game to see if he can get loose and if he can be an X factor in this and let the game open up for Burrow to throw it to Jamar Chase, to a number of their different guys, and you know really open it up that way. And on the other side, Tannehill is probably their biggest X factor. Obviously, outside of the game, you mentioned it. Derrick Henry will find out if he's going to play or not. But we've seen their rushing game be good with their with the other guys they've been able to use. So I want to see what happens there. AJ Brown to with Ryan Tannehill. Obviously, a couple years ago when they went to the AFC Championship game was a very dangerous combination. But I feel like mm-hmm. it's the real star of the game is going to be the Bengals offense versus the Titans defense. Yeah, I think if it's a high scoring game, the Titans are in trouble. Um, Definitely, because I think that means Burrow's dealing and. I don't know if Tannehill, even with some good weapons, right? You think about an older but still explosive Julio Jones, and you mentioned A.J. Brown, um, you know, but going up against the Bengals offense that is just so explosive all the time, it looks like. I think it's going to be a tough matchup. Uh, If it's low scoring, that means Joe Burrow is struggling. They can't get Mixon going, and then you kind of keep it close with that great defense. So um, certainly would be interested there to see how that game turns out. I'm – I am really high on Joe Burrow and this Bengals offense, which doesn't always win in the playoffs, but I am picking the Bengals in an upset here. I I love it. I have not been a Titan supporter all year. And so I can't stay with that. I've got to go with my gut, which is Joe Burrow. I'm picking the better quarterback is Joe Burrow. Um, So I'm going, I'm going Bengals on the road and a huge upset to get themselves in the AFC. Think about that for a second. 
the AFC championship game. That's it's just incredible. wild to me. <laughs> it's incredible. And it's, you know, a year ago, obviously Joe Burrow tears his ACL and it's out for half the season, but they still were a top, you know, or top draft pick, a bottom team. And we're able right. to turn this around. There was everything with the Jamar Chase, the kind of quote that gained bad so many season. legs. <laughs> I can't see the football thing and really proved everybody wrong there. And it's they're an exciting team. I agree with you. I think they win this game. I think it is going to be high scoring. I think they come out with a game plan to try to pick apart that defense. I think they it does come down to Joe Mixon, though. And if he's going, it opens the game up for Burrow. Yeah, yeah, but even so, if it starts with Burrow and it opens it up for Mixon to, to get going, even better. And that's kind of the beauty of what Joe Burrow is able to do. He's a little mobile, which I think helps a little bit, but that Titans defense is very solid. Yeah, it's a solid defense. Uh, again, I'm just going to pick the hot quarterback. Um going to pick the guy that I think totally. can just get it, all, can get it done. Yep, no, absolutely. Yep. Um, let's keep it moving. Saturday night, we get the Aaron Rodgers-led Green Bay Packers against the 49ers, which I just noticed this, that the Bengals played on a Saturday, so Titans doesn't really matter. They had a bye week. Obviously, the Packers had a bye week, and I guess because of the fact the Rams played on Monday night, you can't give them only five days in the playoffs, so that's why the 49ers are only coming off with six days of rest. Same with the, <laughs> the Rams, which is kind of unfortunate, but then again, you mentioned it of, of how the 49ers are built with G- with Jimmy G and everything there. Their defense is really solid, but we've seen what the Packers have been able to do against teams that have solid defenses. See what Aaron Rodgers does, Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, very solid running game, which you know Aaron Jones is just he's another guy that's almost that Swiss Army knife of he can go out, run routes and be dangerous that way. He can get it going on the ground. AJ Dillon is almost a bowling ball, and if he can break it open, it just becomes a complete heyday for uh, Devontae Adams. I almost said DeAndre Hopkins. And all the different guys. I mean, if Valtez Scandling gets open and for a deep ball, you know, look out. I mean, it's it's hard. Yeah. This is obviously the longest, the biggest money, or biggest spread, longest odds for the, the underdog here. But it's hard to go against the Packers and what they were able to do. Obviously, you know, they played against Detroit in Week 18 and, you know, ended up losing, but they pulled guys, Jordan Love and all that stuff. So it's, I don't know, it's hard to go against Aaron Rodgers here. But I wouldn't be surprised if the 49ers cover. But I'm going to say the the Packers win this game. Yeah. I, I think one of the hard parts is Nick Bosa, Fred Warner. Yep. Two of the best at their position in the league. Are they are they playing or not, right? Um, if, if they're playing, and I think Bosa has a better shot because it's – I know it sounds horrible because it's a concussion. Um, Warner's is a foot injury uh, or an ankle injury, so we'll see how healthy he is. I mean, he, they really matter um, for this team. And so if it's, if it's them, you know, then I think this team has a really good shot. If yeah. it's – if not, I think they're going to be in trouble. They're already going to be – it's already going to be a tough enough game. I think sure. one of the things we're not remembering, it's been kind of quietly put out there, but the, the Packers are going to get back. They're all pro left tackle, David Bakhtiara, who has been out all year, and they've still been this good. They are slated to get potentially Zadarius Smith back, who was an all-pro last year for them. They are potentially getting Jair Alexander, who is an all-pro shutdown corner at the same level as a Jalen Ramsey, who's supposed to come back. 
So I'm just naming guys that haven't even been playing for them all year who are literally all pro level players who are all potentially coming back for this game who have been basically practicing but healthy, but because the Packers have been so good, they didn't need them. They haven't been putting them out there. So they are potentially getting an internal upgrade that is light years better than you think. So that's a huge deal for me. I still like the 49ers. I do think they keep this close and cover um, because of the weapons offensively and because of a really stout defense. But I am with you. I think at the end of the day, it's too much Green Bay and the Packers pulled this out. Um, Rodgers is on a revenge tour, whether you like him or not, or like the team or not, they're on a revenge tour. They look pretty good. So I, I'm picking the pet, uh, but I like your take on the, on the 49 hours, keeping it close. Um, they're yeah. well coached. I, I certainly see that coming. Oh, definitely. And uh, if you heard me laughing there, it's because a little behind the podcast here, we came up at halftime of the Sixers game where they were losing, but still they were losing by 10 points and we're still a like minus 130 to win. And it's now a complete blowout. It's 115-94. And the reason why I was laughing is Joel Embiid, who scored 24 points in the first half and the Sixers, the rest of the Sixers only had 23 points. Embiid has a 50-burger and only played 27 minutes. So that's why I was laughing. We're winning the game. Are we, are we winning the game? They are winning the game 115-94 to 94 now. The uh, third stringers are coming into the game, it looks like. Oh, thank God. I, you're making me nervous that it was the other way around. I was like, wait a minute, we're getting blown out by the magic? Like, I know, you know, all right, cool. That makes me feel better. <laughs> no, Joel Embiid so, of all nice. – Or, no, I guess Charlie Brown is the lowest of all starters, but that's kind of to be expected. Um but of all the other starters, the other nine guys, has the lowest minutes played and 50 points on tw- uh, 27 minutes, double-double. I was watching him completely dominate some of the very young, talented, but very young, um, what's it called, Miami yeah. def- uh, Orlando Red- Magic. Defenders. Yeah, Mo Bamba with, with big, five, big guys, yeah. five three-pointers in the first half, which is just nuts to see. if It's yeah. what centers do in the NBA now. But to keep talking about football, um, good interlude from Saturday to Sunday. We go to, to Sunday afternoon, which funny that it's the NBC game is the Sunday afternoon game and not the Sunday evening game, but it's the defending champs, the Bucks hosting mm-hmm. the Rams. We talked about both of these teams kind of in depth. We we kind of skimmed over the Rams a little bit, but both teams coming in, the Rams obviously a little more tumultuous at the end of the season. The Bucks looked really good against the Eagles. You can say what you will. You're not an Eagles fan about how they looked, but you mentioned it when we were talking about the Eagles, the Bucks defense getting healthier and healthier, incredibly talented. Once again, I mean, really it's both sides, you know, both the Bucks offense against the Rams defense that went all in getting Aaron Donald this year, trading for Jalen Ramsey a couple years ago. And then obviously all the talent they have on offense, but I think it more so comes down to Matthew Stafford and what he can do against a very talented Bucks team and, potentially trying to get something done there. But the other side of the ball, the Rams defense, they got to pressure Tom Brady. You've seen it as the key to beat him. And if they can do that and make, you know, make some misses happen here and there and maybe get some sacks and slow them down that way, that that's really the Rams key to victory is it's really two tiered that way of which quarterback is going to have a better game. And it's, it's crazy to say that of Matthew Stafford who won his first playoff game, Versus a seven-time Super Bowl champion and the greatest quarterback of all time, but depending on which defense gets to the quarterback more, as simple of a take as that is, that's going to be the key to this game. Yeah, I think it's such a fascinating game um, because first, did I say they added Aaron Donald? 
They added in Aaron Donald? No, when I said before, did I say Von Miller or did I say Aaron Donald? I feel like I said Aaron Donald. I they said Aaron Donald. Yeah, they added Von Could Miller. Could be wrong. That's my bad. Okay. That's my bad. Yeah. Um, oh, I, yeah. Either way. Um, you know, first thing that I think of when, when you know, I think of this, this game is these are two teams that are all in on a Super Bowl, right? Like their rosters are created. They're not looking long-term in a way. They're looking to win a Super Bowl today. This is their chance for the Rams. It's a huge test. Um, McVay has put so much draft capital into this current roster, so much money. They're not. They're not young. Um, they're 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 uh, they're cash strapped, but they're super talented. You know, Aaron Donald is a one man wrecking crew. It's a great interior of Tampa Bay's offensive line. We saw it against the Eagles, Correct. right? Hargrave, Cox, Williams couldn't really get a lot of pressure inside. Donald's going to show up because he's so good, but they, you know, I think a big factor here, and you mentioned it, is getting to the passer. Tristan Wirfs went out. He's their all pro right tackle, and he went out um, against the Eagles, and we literally watched them blow him up when he was in. If he's not healthy, you can potentially bring Von Miller off the side. That's a huge deal. I would expect Jalen Ramsey to have a really nice day against Mike Evans. So it's going to be up to Rob Gronkowski and some of the unknown un un um, name receivers to get it done for Brady. But if they get if they get playoff Lenny and or Ronald Jones back, that's a huge positive for this team. Um, you know, defensively, I think the Rams have a shot because they're not a run heavy team, so they're going to look to exploit um, a good a good and getting healthy secondary for the Buccaneers, but but still a young secondary um, with some of those big shot plays, uh, and and still looking for Cooper Cup. I, you know, I think Odell Beckham continues to be a huge X factor for the Rams. Uh, to me, they're they're. I actually have them as my they're, – they're a top five team left, and I, I almost have them – I have them a little bit behind the Bucks, behind the Packers, and behind the Chiefs. I actually like them a little better than the, than the Bills because um, I just think they're so talented and they've got such great star power at such key positions. So it, it's a boom-bust moment for the Rams. Um, and I say all this, and I, and I really like the Rams, and I still think Tom Brady gets it done. I mean, this is what he does. Um, and, and I have – I'm not putting any money on the Rams. My money is on the Buccaneers to cover, uh, to win this game. It'll be a great game, but I still think the Bucs win. I think Tom Brady is, is the difference maker as always. Um, I'm not going to pick against him because he rarely proves you wrong. He literally has played three extra seasons in the playoffs. Yeah, Three extra seasons. And he is an all-time team, team playoff wins by himself is in fourth place, I think. And he's he's not that far off catching the number one team, which is his former team, the Patriots. Like he literally could end his career with the most playoff wins more than any other team has even won. So I'm not going to pick against the GOAT. Um, I can't bring myself to do that. So I'm going Buccaneers, but I think it's a great game. And I'm a little bummed for the Rams. And I'm really bummed for Stafford because I really like him. Yeah. Um, and I think he deserves an opportunity. But he'll be back next year, and the Rams will still have a great team next year. No, totally. And um, the other fun Tom Brady fact, he's older than the other three <laughs> NFC coaches. I, head coaches? I yeah. know, it's wild. Oh, um, my God. Oh, my God. Just quickly on the, the playoff win stat, how many times did the Patriots have a first-round bye, too? I know, right? Think about that. He, he, he literally could have had another season. He could have had four seasons of playoff football. But alas, he only has three. <laughs> I know. That's crazy. I know. The I know. Playoff Lenny and Ronald Jones points, a really, really good one of if they come back, that this could get a lot more dangerous. But you mentioned Cooper Cup, who he 
only had 61 yards and five catches, which is he had a touchdown. So it's like you, know, you look at that on a fantasy daily fantasy standpoint. You know, it's a solid outing, but it's not a Cooper Cup outing. So if he ends up having right. you know an explosive day, that that could be a huge factor for them. We mentioned it before with Cam Cam Akers coming back. Sony Michelle both were used really well in that Cardinals game. Now, granted, we didn't really mention the fact that the Cardinals kind of imploded on themselves. Obviously, the Carson Wentz-esque play that all the ESPN guys kept calling it. But, what in the um, Carson Wentz was that? That was a great line, yeah, by the way. Go Booger. That, I mean, I'm not a big Booger guy, but that was a fantastic yeah. line. <laughs> um, but still, you know, it's easier to get your run game going when you have a when you have a lead in the playoffs. But if they're getting it going, if they're able to get around that front seven, you know, that, that could be a way to do it. But I think you're right of – if they can try to exploit that secondary and get Cooper Cup, get Van Jefferson, get Odell Beckham, who Odell Beckham had the pass, and again, they were up big at that point, so why not try for the, the trick plays there? But if they, they can get those guys going and have huge games, this could be a high-scoring affair. But I agree with you. I think the Bucks win. The three-point line, I feel like, is it's respecting the Rams, the team they have together. You mentioned it's Super Bowl or bust at this point. They're really, really leveraging and mortgaging the future. And... But it's it's Tom Brady at home in the playoffs. It's hard to go against that. I mean, again, yeah. to go with the Patriots' runs of when they were making Super Bowls and not, it was usually the ones they weren't was because they had to go on the road to Indianapolis, to Denver, to you know, insert team here. They lost to in an AFC Championship game, and it's tough to see that the reverse of that happen with even that talented of a Rams team. So I I agree with you there. Any last points on that before we go to the final game? Well, let's go to the best game of the weekend. Oh, yeah. Let's I, head there. I am pumped for this game. Bills going to the Chiefs. Bills who beat the Chiefs in Kansas City way back in mm-hmm. week six. And two teams that were in completely different points. You mentioned it with the Chiefs defense. That point in time, we were questioning what was going on with them. They were letting up yards left and right. They let up. They let the Eagles score however many points they did in week three or week four, whenever that was. And they've only gotten better as the season's gone on. They've looked much better. And you mentioned it, Patrick Mahomes. At times when people thought Patrick Mahomes' arm was dead, he was doing too many of the underhand passes, the weird sidearm shit. He's he's Patrick Mahomes. He's still doing it. This game is going to be awesome. Over, under, set at 54.5. 72% of the bets, 78% of the money on the over. I'm going to be one of those people on the over. I'm excited to wrap up an awesome weekend of football with this game. Looking at it specifically, I think we need to see, and obviously Josh Allen played really well, and their passing game was awesome, and their defense played incredible against Mac Jones, who first playoff start, you can say whatever you want about that, but the pick they had in the end zone, the Bills, was really great to see what they were able to do there. This is Patrick Mahomes. They're going to need to step up, but what I was getting to before, we saw them do this better, the Bills, towards the end of the season. The run game looked better, but I need to see it have an all-pro, all-Madden-style game to really try to keep this thing going, open it up for Patrick or for Josh Allen to get it to Stephon Diggs, to get it to Dawson Knox, to get it to his guys that have helped him do it all season but you need to get that run game going. You need to have a balanced attack here and not try to out Mahomes Mahomes. Yeah. I mean, it's the two. uh, I'm a big Justin Herbert guy, obviously a big Joe Burrow guy, but right now I think you're looking at the two, um, two best. 
artists in the game. Um, young artists, let me rephrase that, right? And it's not a shot at Lamar Jackson, who I think is up there, but what Allen and Mahomes can do combining their legs and arms, I, I think is really impressive to watch. So it's, a, it's an unreal matchup at the quarterback position. Oh, yeah. um, two, two, and, and two reasons why I give the Chiefs a slight edge here and why I'm going to pick them. One, I still think Mahomes is better than Allen. So I'm going with my better quarterback play. But they're at home. That's a big deal. Um, and this is, where, this is where those couple games where the, where the Bills scuffled, this is what really hurts them, right? And, and then three, and this is probably a quieter one, but the best cover corner for the Bills was lost midway through the year. That's Tredavious White. So now you lose your best cover corner against a guy like Tyreek Hill, and you're looking at a potent passing offense with Travis Kelsey, who has a chance to break the all-time consecutive 100-yard re- receiving um, games in a row. He's going for fit five. No one's been more than four. Um, plus a number of other receivers who Mahomes simply makes better but are explosive. Byron Pringle, Marcus Robinson, Michael Hardman, um, and another couple guys that they've got weapons-wise. You look at Jarek McKinnon out of the back to this finally healthy, who the 49ers signed years ago to a big deal and got hurt. He's kind of that excellent little scat back. So, so Mahomes has got a lot. He has, he has a few more weapons to me than, than, than Allen has. Um, and I think their defense is, I still, I think the Bills are a little better defensively, but they're not that far off right now. So I like Mahomes in this game in the Chiefs. Um, I think we are heading towards a very real possibility, over 50% chance of a Super Bowl rematch. Yeah, I would Chiefs disagree Buccaneers. with that. I think we're looking at that potentially. So, But I think it's the best game of the weekend. I think it'll be razor thin. I think Mahomes gets it done late to kind of re-cement himself as the best, in the, as the best quarterback in the game today. Uh, best quarterback in the game right now today. Yeah, oh, I totally agree. I'm trying to remember because the Packers lost to, to the Bucs last year. Did, was it the Bills? The Chiefs beat the AFC Championship game? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Close, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because the Bills, they beat, it might have been the Titans in, in the first one. Then they, like, really dismantled the Ravens. So, yeah, I think it's the Bills. But regardless, I think you're totally right. I think the Chiefs pull this out as much as I love the Bills and I love the city of Buffalo. I, it's just, like Brady, it's hard to go against him at home in the playoffs seeing what he's able to do. You mentioned it with Travis Kelsey. I think Kelsey going over the middle against a stout Bills linebacking core, but still, that really is such a huge X factor of just looking like if you were to match up receiver versus receiver and say Mahomes and and Allen both have the excellent caliber games they did the previous week, to look at that and... Like you match those up, like Tyree Kill versus Stefan Diggs. It's definitely Tyree Kill. You know, Stefan Diggs is a very good receiver and has done a lot of great things for Josh Allen since coming over there. But like, really, the Travis Kelsey versus Dawson Knox, Travis Kelsey is just a game breaker. And he, I feel like he's going to probably re cement himself. You mentioned the, the streak of 100 yards. Re cement himself. Like, he could really explode in this game. And I think that's really the difference maker here. And this is going to be a fun game. It's the closest line, only two. So I think the Chiefs, I mean, it, it's 
the NFL, so it's not a guarantee of saying two points is a pick them. But, you know, if the Chiefs win, they're they're covering this thing. But I'm, I'm just excited to see this game potentially be – well, it's, pro- it's going to be the highest scoring, but potentially be by far the highest scoring game. We mentioned with the Titans and the Bengals of that if that's a highest scoring game, it's the Bengals to win, which I think it might be. Might do a little uh, parlay of Bengals and the over, do mm-hmm. a little individual bets too. But um, yeah, I, it, but getting back to this game, it's Mahomes at home in the playoffs. If Allen tries to out Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, it's just not a recipe for success. They need to get that running game going. And the Chiefs defense has gotten better and has stopped, slowed down the run. They haven't stopped the run. They've slowed down the run better. Their passing defense, though, looking at it numbers-wise, I feel like part of it is at the points that they were struggling, were really letting guys take advantage, including the Bills, way back in week six. I think it was week six. might have been later. But still, it's, it's Mahomes at home, right? Yeah, <laughs> don't overthink that's, it. That's where I sit with it, right? Yep, don't overthink it. All right, so we did all four games. Anything else you're looking to watch out for this weekend? Any guys we didn't talk about in any of the four games or anything else football-wise you want to see out of this weekend? It's funny. There's so many great players right now. Like we're not really talking about some of the great coaches that are left. Um, and, you know, two of the best young minds in football and Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan in the AFC. Matt LaFleur has to be factored to that group. Um, and obviously Bruce Arians, kind of the elder statesman in the NFC, um, who, who has, you know, obviously done a lot of good things for the Bucs. I, I think a guy that has an opportunity to really cement himself, though, and really protect his job is, is Zach Taylor of the, of the uh, Bengals. There was a thought he might get fired. If he wins, they go to the AFC Championship game. Now, he is looking like one of the brightest young coaches in the game. Yeah. He made the decision to take to take Jamar Chase over Penny Sewell or Rashawn Slater, both who look fantastic, by the way, but that's paid off for this Bengals team. People may not have expected that. Um, and so the other thing to think here, too, if you look at all these coaches I'm naming, right, how many are defensive-minded? You've got two left in the entire in the entire playoffs. You've got Sean McDermott for the Bills, who is a defensive-minded head coach. Correct. Uh, came as a defensive coordinator, formerly an Eagles guy for many years. Uh, and then you've got um, uh, Mike Vrabel for the Titans, um, who is as rock solid as you get as a head coach. So interested to see if either of the defensive-minded coaches can move on in a game that has become increasingly offensive in its nature with the theatrical – um, motion-based offenses that you see Andy Reid, who's really who's really changed, by the way, from a West Coast offense to a West Coast offense with a crap ton of tricks that we never saw when he was an Eagles coach. Mahomes gives you that advantage, but um, you know, and then you've got the you've got McVay and McChance. You've got all these young coaches with all these great, great ideas. Interested to see how the coaching battle goes. We start to not think about that as much as we as we move forward. Definitely, uh, I'm glad and, you, you know, mentioned Andy Reid when you said Bruce Arians, the elder statesman. Andy Reid. I, I meant I meant in the NFC. But yeah, uh, no, I, I, I got you. Um, disrespectful. I was disrespectful. I, I can't lie. <laughs> no, I'm just Don't kidding with you. But um, yeah, obviously nothing but love for Andy Reid. But yeah, I I totally agree with you. Of this is it's such an exciting place that we're at with football and seeing everything there. And there is also the we talked about it a year ago of the coaching carousel and guys getting interviews. We're seeing a number of different guys getting requested for interviews that are still alive. We thought that might've been a reason why like a Todd Bowles, who has a couple of interviews this week, weren't coming out. So we have some great coordinators in there too, that are 
you know, potentially moving on after the season and just a lot of great minds that are, you know, that are all coming head to head and, and seeing what could, what could happen there. And it, it's really exciting to see. Yeah, absolutely. Hi, it's gonna be a great weekend of football. Can't wait. I cannot wait either. Any other final thoughts? Any other sports or well, anything there I'll, that you've been watching? Just want to quickly note the T-Birds fantasy football in the playoffs. Oh, we yeah. are rocking ace. We've, we've protected the whole roster. Very rare that you can protect every single player. So that how does everybody it work? Break it down drafted. for the people. So, you know, we, we don't we don't play on wild card weekend, okay? Okay. We, 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 we have only have eight teams in the playoffs, so we wait until the divisional round, right? And then if you have players who are on your regular season roster, you can protect them. If you protect one player, that's your first round pick. You can protect all the way to the end. So, um, and if, so if they were on your roster at the end of the year, the roster locks, you can't move them. They're your team. You don't have to protect, but you can. Well, we made a couple smart decisions. We, we, we drafted Aaron Rodgers, drafted Devontae Adams. So they've been, they've been kept on the roster, as you would expect. We also drafted Debo Samuel in the 11th round. That's right. Best pick maybe of my entire life. Brandon Ayuk was going in like the fifth round in a lot of drafts. No one was taking my boy Debo. Big fan. Yeah, We've I think got I got Debo. We protected him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got Debo, who I protected. We had the Green Bay defense and the and Tampa Bay kicker. At that point, we decided to protect them because my best free agent pickup of the year was Elijah, Elijah Mitchell. Um, who has obviously been really good when playing and healthy for the 49ers. But more importantly, back in week, I don't know, eight or nine, King Henry went down with that foot injury and somebody dropped him right away in our league. And I stashed him on my very tight, we did not have any, it's not an ESPN league bench, very tight bench. And I hung on to him. And so we're going to take off the bubble wrap and we're going to rock Derrick Henry. So I love our opportunity here. Rogers to Adams, Mitchell and Debo, Derrick Henry. And then a little bit of maybe you get a little bit of, of love from that Packers defense. I don't know. But we're, we're very, very excited with the lineup we're looking at this weekend. So keep the T-Birds in your thoughts. Trying to keep, I'm going to try to stay my dad's favorite child. <laughs> I love it. And uh, I won my DFS league this past weekend. Oh, let's go. I, I had to set my lineup literally as we finished re- recording and I was editing. I realized like, oh, I'm going to another country. I can't do DraftKings there or daily fantasy no free ads uh so i had to set it there and i had guys that were hurt that didn't some guys that didn't end up playing some guys that ended up getting touches but i still pulled it out because patrick mahomes had an incredible game and figured he would against the steelers defense that with even with tj watt was not that great in the secondary so that paid off good for me vanity though thank you as always for jumping on this is always a blast cannot wait we're just showing you off the air getting this setup going for when we can do our in-person pods, maybe next week, sure. maybe the Super Bowl. It's going to be great. But thank you as always, man. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Great, great talk to you. I'm glad the honeymoon went well. And um, we can't say fly, Eagles, fly. Okay? But we can say study how we study. All right? Get in there. Get the books open for us. Let's make good draft choices. Or hire somebody else to draft for you. I'm not sure which one's better, but something like that. Yeah, no analytics, guys. Well, I like analytics, but that's apparently the reason why Jalen Rieger was the pick. (laughs) But that being said, thank you as always for listening. We really appreciate your guys' feedback when you listen and let us know what you like, what picks you hate, all that stuff. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram, Thunderblog Sports. Obviously, the website, thunderblogsports.com, which has been acting funky, which is why I haven't done show notes in the last couple weeks. Obviously, subscribe to the podcast. Search the bullpen cart wherever you get your pods. Hopefully, baseball comes out of its lockout so we can start doing baseball podcasts in the near future. 
I think we're going to start doing hockey podcasts again, again soon. So that's going to be fun. But for my man, Matty D, I am the G-Man. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the football. And like Maddie said, study Howie. Study. Go Bengals.